This is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to a Disney at Work podcast. My apologies for not having one last week. I really hope to have had one, but um, we actually were busy at work with a couple of other podcasts, including um, the opportunity to uh, interview Tom Morris, legendary Disney Imagineer. Look forward to that in our upcoming podcast. I think that may actually be uh, more than one podcast because we really had a great opportunity to sit down and really talk uh, the business behind the magic. And I really appreciated uh, the time Tom spent. But today I wanted to cover the news that was shared last week by Newsweek magazine. Newsweek provides the best customer service uh, delivers. And guess what? The headline was Disney provides the best customer service. Well, actually, correction. Disney is the best customer service provider in America. Well, actually, let me refine that. It's actually the Disney Cruise Line that offers the best customer service. Well, let me refine that better. Disney Cruise Line offers better customer service than any other service provider in America. That is an amazing distinction and uh, worthy of study, especially because Disneyland or Disney Parks and Resorts didn't come in that same ranking. And so we're going to talk about why the Disney Cruise Line is working better in terms of customer service than Disney Parks and Resorts. But first, I uh, want to note a couple of things. Please be sure to uh, visit our um, webpage, disneyatwork.com, where we're going to have a whole show notes page, got a lot of images on there, got some links, some video. We want you to make sure you, you cover that. Also make sure that, um, that you subscribe to our podcast because, again, uh, we have so many others coming up as well. But let's go back to this Disney cruise line and its distinction as really being the bad, best customer service provider than any other service provider in America. That is a, a unique distinction. Disney Cruise Line and the list of top 10 was rated number one above Neiman Marcus, the Ritz-Carlton, Edward Jones, Chick-fil-A, L.L. Bean, National Storage Affiliates, Embassy Suites, Publix, and Buku. Um, that's, a, that's a pretty good distinction. And uh, I should note that um, the Disney uh, Cruise Line, uh, this is the second year that they've come into this because in 2018, they were also shown as being the best customer service provider. Though I'm, I'm a little humored it was Seize Candies that came in number two. I'm not humored because Seize Candy is legendary. I love Seize Candies. I think it's amazing, but it's such a, a distinct older heritage company. In fact, uh, as a side note, a couple of years ago, we had um, food and beverage folks from Singapore, and I thought to take them to visit where Seize Chocolates are made in California, and the, the factory was so old that the insurance company had said they could no longer bring um, visitors through, which they had done for decades. So um, their stores, of course, still provide 
a great uh, service experience and uh yeah their product is superb but but at any rate it's an interesting list that newsweek keeps showing up i should also note how disney ranked among the cruise lines obviously number one it received a ranking of 9.29 so that tells you that 9.29 was the highest score of any score given to any product or service because it obviously came in number one overall celebrity cruises uh, came in as uh, 8.79 and that um, Royal Caribbean International came in as 8.65. Now, in 2018, Disney Cruise Line was 9.59, so it was actually a little higher when it was number one in 18. Royal Caribbean was actually in second place at 8.87 and Carnival was third. It dropped off the list in 2019, so congrats to Celebrity for kind of moving up in that list. But uh, it's an interesting thing to note. Um, I, and I have to just, again, take a, a moment. My, my brother-in-law and his wife and kids had just gotten off of a Royal Caribbean ship, their one of their finest ships. Um, big, beautiful ship. I, I've been meaning to maybe take a sail on it. Um, though I'm always, I'm always wanting to, to go on my next Disney Cruise Line ship. So I, 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 but they spoke... They had never been on Disney Cruise Line, but they spoke so favorably of their experience on Royal Caribbean um, to include their little island that they have, um, uh, a quay that they have with kind of water park on it. It's their version of Castaway Quay. Um, they spoke highly of that. They spoke highly of all the activities and amenities on that ship. Um, which is a bigger ship and, and, and frankly, somewhat more impressive looking ship than Disney Cruise Line's um, biggest ships, um, um, the Fantasy and the Dream. And yet, um, and yet in, this, in this showing, it does show Disney has a big league, uh, a big leap uh, ahead of um, Royal Caribbean in terms of this customer service. Now, note, um, I sh uh, note that according to the industry cr uh, website, cruisecritic.com, this is an interesting thing. Disney Cruise Line actually gets higher average ratings from passengers without children than from those with them. Yet it's known as a family-friendly cruise line. I find that just fascinating. Well, what about Disney Parks and Resorts? Uh, Disney Parks did get the best customer service ranking in the category of amusement park experience. Here is that placement. Disney Parks and Resorts got an 8.88. Now, mind you, that's higher than what Celebrity got at 8.79 this year. Um, but, it's, but it's still 8.88. What's interesting is what was number two and number three uh, behind it. Bush Gardens theme parks, it got an 8.81. And Bush Gardens is located in both Tampa Bay and up in Williamsburg. It is part of the SeaWorld family, which owns a whole number of parks to include the SeaWorlds, the Aquaticas, the um, Sesame Place parks, but they don't note SeaWorld as a whole. They just note Bush Gardens. So I find that fascinating. And then the third was Legoland at 8.64. So kudos to them. 
uh, for being on that list. Um, but I kind of wondered where was Universal in this? Um, it didn't show up as the top three. So I thought that was also kind of interesting. More importantly, it was the fact that Disney parks and resorts were 8.88 as opposed to Disney Cruise Line, which was at 9.29. So there is a big leap between the park and resort experience at Walt Disney World or at Disneyland compared to what it is to take um, a cruise on, uh, on one of Disney's ships. Now, I should take a moment to say, oh, by the way, I should also say um, that um, the Disney store was ranked as number one for brick and mortar retailers, home goods, slash toys. They got a listing of number one at 8.35. Lego stores got an 8.22. And American Girl got 8.17. Now, how do they get these rankings? They're identified from the results of an independent survey of what is more than 20,000 U.S. customers over the last uh, three years. Um, they say that over 115,000 evals were collected and that there were 160 categories in total. The final assessment rankings were based on two things, a net promoter score, which was 50% of the final score. It was a net promoter is, would you recommend this? And then five different evaluation criteria, which made up the other 50% of the final score. And here's what's interesting. Um, let's go through the fi these five evaluation, because maybe it could be a little telling of why a Disney park and resort experience is not as high as a Disney cruise line experience. The first is the quality of communication. Now this measures whether the contact, whether it's whether you're talking to them via email, telephone, face-to-face -face was friendly or polite. I should note yesterday because of a, a group that we have coming in to do a program on best in business at Disney um, in December, I made reservations yesterday and recently, Disney has kind of created a new emphasis and said, your primary place to make a Disney dining reservation should be online. Um, a secondary place is to call. Now, that's kind of been a change over the years, and I don't have a problem with that. I usually go online to make my Disney dining reservations as opposed to calling someone. But there are times where you have to call. For instance, if for some reason you have an emergency, it's been hard to cancel online the day of and make sure that you're not being dinged for, for a no-show. Yesterday's problem was the fact that I had a group that was quite large. And when I went to go make a reservation at a particular restaurant that I had in mind, I couldn't get those reservations. And yet if I looked for a group of four here and a group of five there, I could get the reservation at the same restaurant. However, the online system doesn't allow me to book the same restaurant at the same time. And so that requires me and forces me into um, going on, on the phone. And the problem with the phone thing is that I ended up having to wait um, for what was about 30 minutes for someone to come online. Um, now, that person, again, quality of communication, friendly or polite, the individual was friendly and the individual was polite. Uh, the professional competence 
which measures the quality of information received and whether questions were answered correctly and had sufficient detail. The individual was lacking just a little in that phone call because I could tell that I kind of had um, better insight as to a couple of approaches he could take that he wasn't necessarily thinking of. Range of services is another one of these measures that they rank great customer service for. Measures whether one's personal expectations and requirements were fulfilled, which in the call by the end of the day, I did get the res I needed. Customer, although I, no, I have to say that's not necessarily the case. I wanted to actually book a an experience where I could have a lunch experience that would give them um, a ticket to come to the candlelight processional later that evening. I could make that reservation, but my Tables in Wonderland card doesn't cover that. So, it, you know, again, those little things are what nicks at the customer service. It's not just simply whether the person was polite when you were talking to them. Customer focus measures whether a personal concern requirement was addressed with a tailored specific solution. It was, again, yesterday, but it took me all that time to get to someone to get that one-on-one -on -one situation, which then brings us to the fifth thing that they talk about. And these are all listed in the notes page at DisneyWork.com. Measures the availability of customer service in a shop or on a helpline. Um, again, uh, that accessibility issue when you have to wait so long. These are the things that are knocking Disney down. And they're keeping Disney from being, why isn't Disney Parks and Resorts the number one or tied with Disney Cruise Line to be the number one um, service provider? Well, that I want to ask that question. Why is Disney Cruise Line simply better right now than Disney Parks and Resorts? I have to note there are a lot of factors that impact the comparison of the two. But here are some issues that I think may shape the Disney Cruise Line standing over Disney parks and resorts. Uh, the first is, while the average may be the same between the two, Disney parks resorts hire a large number of, and the average age is what I mean, may be the same between two. Disney parks and resorts have almost like a U-shaped curve in their hiring. What I mean by that is they, they hire a lot of young, short-term college and international program interns. So they're very, very young. And then they also have the benefit, and this is not a bad thing, they have a benefit of hiring a part-time seniors. There are a lot of people who are retired in the area that just want to work part-time for Disney. Maybe some work full-time too. Um, so you end up with this kind of U-shaped curve on the hiring. The the hiring the cat the crew member uh average age is probably about the same but it's more of a bell-shaped curve and what i mean by that is you get individuals who are more or less in their 30s and 40s working for disney as opposed to their early 20s or late teens or their 50s or 60s that's what you'll tend to see. Now, a crew member has a sh short term, and there's nothing wrong, by the way. I want to say there's nothing wrong with short term college international interns. Some of them are amazing, but many of them don't have the maturity. 
and they haven't learned to sustain that delivery of service day in, day out. Yeah, they're excited when they first come on board, they're really give it their go, but after, as the weeks become months and months go into the latter part of their internship, I don't think that a lot of them have the maturity to sustain that, let's provide a great service every day to guests. Um, and I think that's a challenge, as opposed to cruise members. Now, crew members, have a actual short four to nine month contract that they're given. And then they are usually invited to take a break before they can sign on their next contract with Disney Cruise Line. Um, a break meaning uh, three, four, six weeks, something of that nature. But many of those crew members have worked for years and decades, uh, even in frontline positions such as a server or steward. Uh, and I think that maturity is what I'm referring to, to their ability to consistently deliver a solid quality uh, guest experience. Um, I think that's one reason why Disney Cruise Line may succeed over Disney Parks and Resorts. Second, while crew members don't have long distances to drive to get to work because they're on the same ship, they work long days and are at sea for months with very little free time. Um, if you're talking about working conditions affecting the morale of your employees, well, I gotta tell you, crew members have it a whole lot harder. They are working every day of the week while they're on that ship, sometimes up to 14 hours in a given day. Now, when they're in port, they get to revolve and take turns. But if you're on a ship that goes back to uh, Nassau and then Castaway Key and back to Port Canaveral and you do that uh, twice a week, you don't really have much need to get off the ship other than go visit the dentist. And uh, so they it really, most of that is really a lot of work and not really ideal conditions uh, to be in, um, to go to work. And yet crew members consistently deliver a superior experience than cast members. So it isn't about, you know, uh, whether, uh, the, the working conditions is better for one or the other. Cause I think Disney crew members still give a better, a better, uh, delivery. Third, while a comparison of ratios between employees and customers may be somewhat of a uh, say an apple and orange comparison. The fact is Disney ships have a ratio of what uh, one uh, cruise uh, website said was um, one to um, uh, one to 58 um, or 0.58. Um, and I think they gave an example of a celebrity cruise ship uh, a top ship and cruise celebrity cruise ships having a one to 0.7 ratio of crew members to passengers. Long story short, there are a lot of crew members for every um, for passengers. It's a pretty pretty high ratio there compared to what you see at Walt Disney World. Um, yes, there are 75,000 cast members, um, but not all of them are showing up to work every day. Um, many of them have the day off and many of them uh, are elsewhere. So, so um, one of the things that is truly benefiting um, Disney Cruise Line is that they have a high um, 
crew to cut um, passenger ratio um, compared to Disney parks and resorts. Next, while Disney cruise ships have a lot of offerings, uh, to be honest, it pales to the quality number and size and scope of attractions and offerings available in the parks. I mean, you can't go, you can't go on um, flight of passage <laughs> when you're a passenger on Disney Cruise Line. You can't experience Galaxy's Edge on the cruise line. You can't stand and take a picture in front of Cinderella Castle, nor see the three o'clock parade, nor find, uh, uh, visit Fantasmic in the evening. There is so much to do in the parks compared. I mean, there's some great offerings. There's some great clubs and great things to do on the cruise ship. But comparatively, there's so much to do at Disney. Disney parks and resorts ought to rate for that reason. It ought to elevate the surface experience to a much higher level. Furthermore, we talked about um, uh, employee to customer ratios. So many of those attractions allow you to have um, that uh, distinct, because you're entertained by something that works automatically by and large, or, or is just simply commandeered by, by a small crew that's able to take care of thousands of guests at a time going on a ride or attraction. So I, that's, that's an interesting note to make, is that, is that it's amazing Disney Cruise Line does better than Disney Parks and Resorts, given the, the massive scope and, you know, it's twice the size of the island of Manhattan. You can go all over. And yet at the end of the day, the guest experience seems better on the Disney Cruise Line. What about the uh, per day cost of being on a Disney show? I mean, we have to look at, at, the, at the price points. Uh, Cruisely.com noted in a study, and I have the links in the show notes page, that comparing the prices of a Disney cruise versus a stay at Walt Disney World Resort, that a Disney cruise costs significantly more than the price of visiting the Walt Disney World Resort. However, touringplans.com offered a more comparative pricing, which actually made you think that the two were much more comparable. All that said and done, it's still costing you a whole lot more to go on a Disney cruise ship, if anything, it's costing you more to go on a Disney cruise ship. And yet people still say the customer service and experience and the value of the experience. Remember, there was a net promoter score, meaning would you recommend this to others? And that also depends on the whole value you got, the value proposition of being on that ship. So that's that's a big thing. The other thing, the final thing I'll say about um, the guest experience, passenger experience on a Disney Cruise Line is they do a great job of catering toward multiple interactions with the same crew members, particularly your steward um, and your dining staff, which rotates with you to different restaurants each evening. You go to a different restaurant every night, but that same staff stays with you throughout the week. So you get to know them, you build relationships. Uh, people talk... Uh, about this um, as being one of the highlights. Now, that's not to say you can't build relationships with, for instance, Disney Resort cast members because you check into a hotel, you get to know the people there. But somehow it seems to work a little better on the Disney Cruise Line. The story I share, and some have heard it, is uh, a couple of years ago I took my in-laws who were 
born in the Depression, I mean, they did not like to leave a tip at any restaurant. It was embarrassing. I would have to leave, you know, it just, it was embarrassing because they wouldn't have, they wouldn't leave tips. They didn't like having, having to leave a tip. When we left the Disney Cruise Line on both trips, they added to the, to the, to the required or to the tip that's already um, taken out. Um, that, that is the expectation. Um, they went and added more to the tip. It's, it's because they love, now mind you, the individual, I'm surprised the individual doing rooms even got a chance to do all their rooms with all the, all the expectations of cleaning rooms. My father-in-law must have spent 45 minutes a day chit-chatting with that, with that poor guy. But he was so good and so what a great listener and they built a relationship and that was that was the memory they took with them. That's the thing they loved. So again, these are the these are some of the things that have to be considered when you're asking yourself why is a Disney cruise line better than a stay with Disney parks and resorts? I want to, if I may, offer three differences, I think makes a Disney Cruise Line experience better. The first is the quality of the workforce. I just gave that example with my step-parents. Um, it is from the moment you step into the terminal to the time you leave um, and go back to your car, It the crew members and the team supporting the Disney Cruise Line is just superb. I've placed a video and I really recommend it. It's actually from Disney Cruise Line. It's intended for to educate potential crew members of what it's like to live in that circumstance. And it's not an easy circumstance, but they try to create a home there and they try to create family and they try to bring that, that family element to their passengers who board the ships. And I can't speak enough about the quality of the crew on the Disney Cruise Line. I would say that's the number one reason why, why it is so amazing. The second thing I would say is Disney's ability to pay attention to details. Now this has been, this heritage of paying attention to details, this comes from the Disney parks themselves. They're the ones who, who really crafted this to begin with. But the Disney Cruise line has taken it to a whole different level. And it starts from the moment, again, arriving at the terminal. You get a totally different looking terminal, one that has this distinctive nautical art deco look and feel, the, at least the cruise ship in, um, in uh, um, or the cruise terminal in uh, Port Canaveral. In the other ports you go to, they bring in all this bunting and posters and everything to make it feel like Disney magic. But it does it best when you arrive at the Disney Cruise Line Terminal. And it begins there and it goes all the way to the day you claim your luggage. And, and when you go to the notes page, I put an image of the luggage tags that they give you the night before to put out with your luggage when you put it out to um, have picked up the next morning. Some are Tinkerbell, some are Chip. And Dale, some are Donald's, some are Goofy, as the image will show you in, in this thing. And then you, when you step out into the whole luggage pickup area, which is, I mean, you think about a plane, 
disembarking and, and the number of people on a plane trying to get their luggage will magnify that to the size of a ship disembarking. And all of the, every corner of this large disembarkation area has banners with the same Goofy and Donald and Chippendale throughout. It's just a little detail, but those little details um, make the difference. Um, Jeff Valley noted the following, um, guest service is at the heart of everything we do. Jeff Valley, by the way, is the president of the Disney Cruise Line. If you have sailed with us, you know that our crew members pay close attention to the details. They take time to understand your preferences and go out of their way to turn ordinary encounters into magical moments. It's what we're known for at Disney, and we couldn't be prouder of this recognition from Newsweek. That's what he said when the announcement came out about Disney Cruise Line. Um, I have a number of links I've left uh, to several articles. Um, if you recall, our last podcast was on safety, and I mentioned the Disney Cruise Line. And remember the tongs on the buffet line and how they are rotated every 30 minutes. Uh, from safety to signage to even carpets and mosaic tiles. It's astonishing how well these ships are so clean, so kept up, so beautiful. They look brand new every time you board the ship. And I offer a couple of images uh, on the show notes page. It is just a beautiful experience. And it's because they pay attention to the details, the details of de uh, uh, of creating these ships, the, the details of serving you, of individualizing the service towards you, they pay attention to the detail. The third thing I would like to mention is um, is 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 the, that I think is the reason why it succeeds is leadership and empowerment. Now, for those of you who have been with me on my podcast or in my Disney at Work. Um, uh, pages or my website, Performance Journeys or WorldClassBenchmarking.com, you know, you may have been introduced to the chain reaction of excellence. And the chain reaction of excellence basically suggests that it is leadership excellence which drives a highly engaged employee workforce, which creates for highly satisfied customers, which provides loyalty and long-term success. That is, that is at the heart of what creates a great ship experience at Disney and what creates a great experience in any organization that you go to. Allow me, if I could, to share an example of that leadership that I think is a distinctive reason why Disney Cruise Line stands out. And by the way, I think the story also speaks to paying attention to details and to the quality of the crew themselves. Uh, and then a couple of years ago, I had the chance to uh, visit and, and beyond the Disney magic. Uh, the new Tangled show had um, uh, recently premiered and I was excited to see that show. And we enjoyed it as a family. It was a great show. After the show, we stayed in our seat, kind of just chatting about what we loved most about it and what we enjoyed about the show. Um, by the time we moved toward the lobby, we were probably among the last 5% of the guests to leave the theater. At the exit to the theater, crew members uh, had assembled with a big, you know, those big yellow trash cans, big industrial size cans and several brooms. And they're getting ready to clean up uh, the theater for a later showing. As I passed by Clayton Lindsay, 
who was then cruise director for the Disney Magic. You know, he, he's the guy who's standing up there at the beginning of before every show and welcoming guests and everything. He's in the back of the house now, and he comes running up to these crew members and gently urges them to return the trash receptacle and brooms back to the closet until every guest had left the theater. Clayton got it. Clayton understood that the company had spent millions upon millions to build the most beautiful ship and then created a fantastic show. And as the guests were parting with the last part of that experience being the scene now of yellow trash cans and brooms, he understood that you can't spend so much time creating magic only to let it go at the end. And I think that's, that's that leadership looking, being able to see, being able to coach your crew members, getting them up to your expectations, paying attention to those little details. That is at the heart of why I think a Disney Cruise Line experience is so amazing. And here's the truth of it is, those three things have been the things that have been signature to Disney parks and resorts. I don't believe that the Disney Cruise Line would be number one in guest service if Disney hadn't been the leader in providing that to begin with. The problem is, is as the parks and resorts have, have grown, they have fallen on their laurels. They're not bad, they're number one. Hey, they're number one in the resort business. They're number one is a basically what is a carnival at the end of the day. But still, they could be so much more. They could be better than some of those uh, organizations I mentioned earlier. They can be better than, than Embassy Suites or National Storage Affiliates or, or Chick-fil-A even. They can be better. And I think that's the opportunity. And to share with that why I think those same issues of leadership and, the, and your cast and paying attention to details, allow me to share from that same article, the same post that I shared that, that Disney Magic story with. Let me share a story that John Hench shares about Walt Disney in his Designing Disney book. Walt was also keen to make dining a good experience for guests, not just a necessity. He would walk the park in disguise, wearing an old hat, dark glasses, observing how people were treated. On one of these walks, and this is John Hench speaking, I saw him stop at a newly opened restaurant, Plaza Pavilion, with the table seating outside. A young boy was bussing dishes, scraping them into a cardboard box at the table in front of the diners. Not a very appetizing thing to watch. Walt walked over to the boy, patiently and quietly explained to him that cleaning plates should not be exposed to the guests, and asked the boy to take the used dishes back to the kitchen to clean them. Walt waved his hand a bit, the boy nodded, and removed the dishes. I watched the whole thing from a distance. I keep seeing this picture in my mind. I was really shocked by the whole thing. It did look bad from the guest's point of view, but Walt didn't raise hell with the busboy's boss. He spoke only to the boy. I am sure that neither the boy nor the diners knew that it was Walt. It was typical of Walt to go to the source of the problem in this way. End of quote. I think Clayton did the same thing in the, his experience. He stepped forward as a leader, redirected the well-intentioned efforts of his crew until all the guests had departed, 
He didn't make a big thing of it. He didn't involve their boss. He just explained, hey, you don't want to break the magic. You don't want to break the magic. In fact, you want to create great magic. You want to create great magic for your organization. And while your organization may be different than Disney parks and resorts, or especially the Disney Cruise Line, may I offer a couple of souvenirs from this podcast that you can take back to your own organization. The first question I would ask is, how do you rank yourself as a customer service provider? Do you think, I mean, when people, when, when we talk about the quality of communication, the professional competence, the customer focus, the accessibility, and most importantly, that net promoter score, would people recommend your organization, your business, your service to others? Where do you stand on that? You need to be open. Are you measuring that? Are you getting clarity around how you're doing? Are you benchmarking against your own organization standard? I and mean, that's what essentially Disney Cruise Line has said. In fact, I have I have heard conversations where where people will talk about the food, the dining experience at, say, Walt Disney World compared to the Disney Cruise Line, and the and those. Uh, crew members on the Disney ships will go, well, we are not. We are not the Disney parks. I mean, they have seen themselves. They, be, they have seen themselves as distinctly above that. And frankly, I think they're right. I mean, I've been on, I've dined at a, almost every Disney restaurant on property in both Disneyland and Walt Disney World. And I got to tell you, Disney Cruise Line consistently pulls out a better experience. Um, but you know, it's about benchmarking against the best of the best. So how do you do that? What does that look like? How do you pay attention to the detail? Whether those details are mosaic tiles or carpets or whatever, how do you pay attention to those details? How do you make sure you have the best employees possible? Uh, you want to get the best of the best working for you. I believe, and I've heard this from crew members, that the talk among the cruise ships is that the other crew members from other cruise ships want to work on Disney's ships. Um, they know where the best of the best, as hard as the job is, as much work as it involves, you they still want to work for the best of the best. And that's how you get your best employees. Get Create the best of the best and they'll want to come work for you. And then finally, how do you allow your leadership to excel, to be empowered, to lead? Leadership Excellence drives it all. A highly engaged workforce, great customer experiences. It all comes because of that. We thank you for joining us for this podcast. We have more great podcasts to come. If you have a chance, be sure to check out our books. Uh, the Wonderful World of Customer Service digs deep into great customer experiences, as does uh, our book, uh, Disney Leadership and You, we talk about that leadership component. That is a great, we share that little Walt Disney story. I think we share both of those stories we shared earlier with you and a hundred more from all across the Walt Disney Company. It's just fascinating the kinds of ideas that uh, that come and, and, and that's a great book to, to take a look at. Be sure to check out Disney at Play and DisneyAtWork.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcasts and also to our videos uh, on YouTube. And would you do us a favor? Um, make sure that you tell a friend, let others know. 
Know that we have upcoming programs if you want to bring your group to Disney, whether it's the parks or resorts or cruise line, talk to us. We'll create an experience where you'll see the best of the best and get ideas that you can take back to your own organization, things that you can apply and transfer and make sense of. It will be a phenomenal experience for your team. So call us and let us know, reach out to us, contact us today through disneyatwork.com or performancejourneys.com, let us know. The important thing is, whether at work or play, remember, whatever you do, follow the compass of your heart.